And we welcome you to another edition of your Tony Basilio Show. Friday, 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 let me down. Friday, let me down tonight. Friday, let me down tonight. Brian Hartman, do you have anything you, you care to say to Bino Jeff Henderson on this Friday, Rice fans? Did you mix it up for the A this week? I went down for one game, Brownie boy. That was about enough. At least you saw some runs scored, Bino. Uh, yes, I, the, the Yankees did scratch while I was there anyway. Before the uh, the the Braves threw those two Cy Young candidates, Elder and Charlie Morton, at them. Shut them out. Wow. When Elmer and Charlie Morton are shutting you out, it's time to shut it down. <laughs> Uncle Charlie couldn't get me out. He's having a pretty good year, Bino. I mean, he's been pretty good for them. Yeah, he has, Brian. He's he's been a pretty good pitcher for for the Braves. He's and he's been a pretty good pitcher throughout his career. But he's about shut a, out. He's about a shut million. out. He's about a million, Bino. Charlie Morton's about no, a million. I mean, I, I don't know what anyone else would expect. I mean, it's the best team, and I didn't expect to get sh- the Yankees get shut out two out of three games, but it's the best team in baseball playing against a team that's as far from that as they've been in 30 years. How many we, How many did we win, Bino? Uh, that'd be zero. Swept? Yes. Wow. How many out of the card are the Yankees right now? Uh, six and a half, I believe. Wow. Out of that last spot? Yeah, six and a half. That just doesn't seem possible with that payroll. Uh, well, the, the last payroll spot? doesn't win any baseball games, Tony. They haven't. Uh, um, they've, they've spent foolishly. They've got, a unathlete, they've got a completely unathletic bunch. Uh, stood pat on an offense that works. Wasn't any good to start with, yep. other than Judge. Just uh, let me let me read you something real quick here from a uh, from a uh, Yankee beat writer that yep. I saw that, that I think is is just spot on. Um, he was asked, uh, "What's been the most surprising misfire to you?" His answer was. They ran it back with the same offense that was embarrassed by the Astros and ALCS. The Yankees' offense been continuously exploited by opponents in the playoffs for several years running, but the front office clearly felt differently. Their putrid offense is the reason they're below 500 and why their season is done. And he's exactly right. That and the fact that Trashman has brought in every... He's brought in every injured arm, with the exception of Cole, that he could find in the industry. They they were jealous of the Mets, you know, for spending uh, like 160 million on two 38 year old broken down one one guy's malcontent. He was like uh, green with envy back in the off season. He wished he could have done that. You know, yeah. you know, I, I look at baseball right now. If college football, by the way, is going to get this way. In a little, in, 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 to some extent, because you're going to have the ability to spend all this money, right? But you still got to spend it wisely. The the, the 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 Yankees, and you know, also cautionary tale right now. And I, I was talking with a friend of mine about this last night, coming back from 
Smoky Mountain Brewery. Um, about 1 o'clock in the morning, I was driving back. I called a buddy of mine on the left coast. I had planned on listening to the Padres and Diamondbacks game coming back just to kind of entertain myself, you know. And the Padres are a, uh, how do you put this? They're a guilty pleasure of mine right now because they spent all that money. They signed everybody, everybody. Do you realize coming in today that Padres team is five games out of the final wild card spot? Now, Bino, does that seem possible? I mean, let's let's talk about this for a second. And they've got a guy in Blake Snell who's having a Cy Young year. He is balling out. Yeah. And they have totally wasted their money, and they're totally wasting a window. Because here's the thing. Brave fan, Philly fan, Dodger fan, if that – Padre team gets into the uh, playoffs, they could win the World Series. But the issue is they're a bunch of damn losers. I mean, I'm sorry. I didn't do it. Yeah, the pieces just don't fit together sometimes, Tony. And they've got more. They've got a much more athletic team than the Yankees have. But for whatever reason, the pieces just haven't fit. Um, I, it's, it's, it's amazing to me uh, that Cashman still has a job. Well, uh, you know, you know that's why I love last year's Tennessee team. That's why it was special, Bino. Those pieces all fit, man. Yeah. And yeah. the harmony. Chemistry is a real thing in sports. It is a real, it is a real, real thing. Now, sometimes you can overwhelm people with your talent like George is doing. But, man, chemistry, like last year here, that's why that was such a special year. I promise you, there will be, down the line, this school's going to win a national championship again. Okay, they are. We say it, I don't know. But the school will win This school will win another one. I don't know that they're going to be as well-remembered. Last year's team is just all-time special in my eyes, because, well, for one thing, it was unexpected. For another thing, they were so fun to watch. And for another thing, they just loved each other. You could tell those guys just played for each other last year. And there's something to be said for that when you watch these underachieving Major League Baseball teams play. That's why the Orioles are so fun to watch right now. And to some extent, the freaking Reds. If the Reds would get their heads out of the rear end, they would the Padres would be seven or eight back right now. That's what they deserve to be. I mean, they're just a bunch of losers. Yeah, that the last year's Tennessee team was probably as close to the eighty five Sugar Balls as any that we've seen since. Um in in a lot of different ways. So it 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 certainly was, Tony. It's uh you know, and un that level of unexpected success is is always going to be as pleasing a thing in sports as you have as a fan. And now we're going to roll into a spot where you've got expectations. Different equation now. But, you know, this talk about, because I asked John Adams this yesterday, this talk about the O-line, the struggles, uh, other folks are saying it now, because it's the truth, that's why other folks are saying it. Um, you know, that that... First six are cool, 
you get past that, you're in big trouble. Does that concern you? Or are you like John Adams where you think this head coach has a magic wand to the point where he can scheme around it? I think he can certainly scheme around it better than anyone we've had prior to him. That's a great point. Um, but I, I, it, it's still it's still somewhat of a concern, Tony. Um, and and I, I hope to see. And it, you know, we we won't know until you get out there and see some some live games against against someone other than yourself. Uh, but we do need to see, you know, either these these transfers step up and play a huge role, or. Addison Nichols or someone like that uh, make uh, be developed into uh, into a good solid offensive lineman. Uh, I, I think it's it, it it's probably up high on your list of concerns prior to seeing a game. One other thing for you guys. Speaking of the uh, pro stuff, how surprising is it to you, Bino? And I've got it up on my Twitter Spaces feed. Scariota, S-C-A-R-R-Y-I-O-T-A, Garanton Pro. How shocking is it to you, Bino, that last night on Philly Sports Radio, they were saying, We've got, we better find a backup quarterback because this guy sucks. Like, he was getting blasted last night for the way he performed uh, with the Eagles. I don't understand why NFL teams retread guys like him. He sucks. He can't play. He couldn't play in Atlanta. Can't play in Nashville. He can't play. Scariota can't play, Bino. Yeah, I mean, we, we saw him pretty up close and personal here. Um, and he's uh, he, he's not. <laughs> he, you certainly don't want to hand the reins to him. He can't play. Old scary, scary, scary Oda can't play. So what's he the maestro of now? That did that age well? He, 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 maestro of nothing. He sucks. They are rip. I mean, ripping him in Philly. Ripping him. They they got a kid that they grabbed uh, late in the draft, who people up there want to want to win the job. They were talking about bringing Nick Foles back off the scrap heap, you know. You talk about a guy. You know Nick Foles. Um, I heard Jack Fritz gave me a number last night. Nick Foles, when Wentz got hurt in whatever year it was, and the Eagles went all the way to, the, uh, to losing to that really great New Orleans team down there, won four games. After leaving Philly, for like whatever it was, five seasons, he won three games total. I'm telling you, chemistry and time and place in football, that is a real thing. That year the Eagles won the Super Bowl was like last year's Tennessee season. It was just magic. Magic. The weirdest thing about last year that I can't comprehend is... I didn't realize how close we were to making the playoffs. If we would have beaten South Carolina and Hooker stays healthy, we're probably in the playoffs, Bino. All you had to do was go over there on that Saturday night and win that game, and you're probably a playoff team, which is crazy to think about. Yeah, I ne- never dreamed they would be anywhere close to to that level, Tony, last year. No, and I, I got was, it, Brian. Yeah. I got it, Brian. Marcus Maestro, five interceptions if he gets enough snaps. 
We're going to come back on the other side. Hughie on our regular Friday visit. It's Around the World Goes. We're going to ask him how the camp stuff's going uh, around the league. Uh, there have been some significant losses. Florida's lost a player. Some other things that are going on. Who's going to win the Bama job? This is our, Brian, our, is this our last weekend or our second to last weekend without college football? I keep losing track here. This is actually the last weekend. There's two weeks before the opening game against Virginia. And Boom! The last weekend uh, without college football until until uh, until further notice. So you're telling me we're 15 days out right now. We are 15 days out. We are Kelly Washington, Carl Pickens, Jawan Jennings, Days out. I'll tell you the truth. I've tried not to think about it because the closer it gets, the more I just got to keep my head down, keep working, keep this thing interesting. I didn't realize we were 15 days out. More on the other side. Hughie joins. If you haven't heard him, he's the best. That means in 15 days, as soon as the Tennessee game goes final, we will be on the air with the greatest call-in show, uh, post-game show in the history of the world in any sport. Nothing. No, nobody has anything like Garza Law, fifth quarter fan reaction. Often imitated, never duplicated. Uh, you can try the rest, but you, you need to try the best. We get in here and break it down. The emotion of the moment, the celebrations, the high highs, the low lows. Oh, oh, nobody does it better, Carly Simon. We're going to come back on the other side, and we're going to mix it up. With the H. What is it, Brian? Mix it up with the A? Where do we get that? And how do we lose it? Mix it up for the A. They, they got it. It replaced that's, the chop on thing. Oh, that's the. Uh, I mean, uh, it's about. It's about uh, uh, Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. 
We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, 
and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. Featuring Torino Baliardo, return to Nashville with a concert that will take you on a trip down memory lane. The Gypsy Kings will be performing their greatest hits November 4th at TPAC Andrew Jackson Hall. For you to dance and enjoy an unforgettable night. Tickets on sale through toninobaliardo.com. A loud and live production. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Well, I love this guy. He, he is, uh, we were talking to Bino a second ago, and we were talking about what a treat Mike Huguenin is for us every Friday. And I, and I do mean that. He's a, he's a blessing and a treat. And uh, Huggy was just telling me that down there in Orlando, they their air conditioner chose this week to quit and... Uh, so, Hughie, what's it like being in, like, a 90-degree house, like you're in the mid-1800s? And the truth is, we're not conditioned to this, man. No. We, we are weak compared to, our ans- uh, to, compared to our ancestors. We are weak. Exactly. And it, I, my, both my grandparents' houses didn't have central air. Wow. I spent a lot of childhood there. They both lived in uh, Sarasota, the Sarasota area. So you go go to their house in the summer, and you're like, oh, my God. Even when you're, like, seven years old, you're like, I shouldn't be sweating when I'm sitting in your living room. And, of course, your grandparents get offended and stuff. But, um, yeah, I don't know how people lived uh, in certain parts of this country without air conditioning because it was, it was 90 degrees <sighs> inside our house four days in a row. My mom was old-school Italian, you know, and she would not get air conditioning. Uh, she passed away in 93, um, mid-60s. The first thing my dad did... Put air conditioning. Put air conditioning in his house. <laughs> exactly. I, yeah, it'd be, I don't care where you live. You can even live in you know Minnesota in the summer. It's hot. Yeah, I don't see how people... Yeah, they basically lived until... I, I can remember visiting a friend's house growing up in the 70s, and they did not have central air in Miami. What? In Miami. Wow, that's Miami. dedication. You know, that's... Uh, Look, on here, we've got a saying. We say, if you're going to do the bit, you got to commit to the bit. That's committing to the bit. When you live in Miami without air conditioning, you are committing to the bit, man. They had a lot of a lot of fans and ceiling fans, but I'll be honest, that was the one house where nobody wanted to go among our group of friends. Uh, no, why don't you come over here today instead? We're not going to your house. Huggy, so. Brian Hartman just reminded me of something that's uh, worth celebrating, and that's that this is our final weekend. Without college football. Wow. Yes. Next week, week zero. Um, yeah, the, the, and the one thing that, that strikes me about week zero, USC opens the season against San Jose State. They have the reigning Heisman winner. Some people think USC is a dark horse playoff contender. Are they the best team in the Pac-12? I don't think so, but they're going to be up there. The game is on Pac-12 Network. And that's the reason that the Pac-12 has disintegrated. They're, the, the idea that Caleb Williams, the reigning Heisman winner, opens the 2023 season on the Pac-12 network. And if the Pac-12 network had a legitimate reach, I think the Pac-12 still would be around. 
It doesn't, and that's why the Pac-12 is disintegrating. This is the last year, obviously, of the Pac-12, and I think that that game being on the Pac-12 network is a very direct reason that the league has disintegrated. It's uh, really absurd, and it's also absurd that Notre Dame-Navy in uh, Ireland. Yeah, exporting bad football for right. the second straight year. As Bino likes to say, are, are we trying to, when the Colts one year went over to England and were horrible, Bino said, we're, we suck on two continents now, which is a great line. Um, as if it weren't enough to have Northwestern and Nebraska go there last year, that's our game we're going to export, but... For the uninitiated, Navy's gonna Navy's both academies are gonna have different offenses, aren't they? Than they've had in years the past. Navy's tweaked its offense. Yeah, they're not gonna be with Newman the Tololo gone. Yep. Um, they they promoted their defensive coordinator. They're still gonna be run heavy, but not quite as much as they have been in the past. And Notre Dame is intriguing, new offensive coordinator and a new quarterback, Sam Hartman. So there there is reason to watch. Notre Dame Navy, but you're 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 right. I mean that's that's not a great game. If if you're a, um, I, I would think there'll be a hell of a lot of Notre Dame fans who go to Ireland. Um, but I, if I'm a Irish, uh, native a native of Ireland who wants to watch football, um, and I go watch that game, I think I'm going to come away wholly unimpressed with the sport and go, no, I'll stick to soccer. So Cam oh, Bad Moon. Cam Bab Moon Rising, uh, just a couple of developments I want to ask you about. He's he's not going to play in that Utah-Florida game, right? And then their backup quarterback is out. It was a lacerated liver <sighs> that came about off a big hit in <sighs> practice. What? Practice. What? Yeah. What are they, the Junction boys? They uh, let their quarterback get a lacerated liver in practice? No, Rising could Oh. Whittingham has not said definitively, um, and the the best returning receiver is Brant Queefy, mm-hmm. who's might be the best tight end in the nation, not named Brock Bowers. Um, he also is coming off a torn ACL. He suffered his earlier in the season. Rising obviously got hurt in the bowl game. Rising, Kyle Whittingham has been very coy. But Queasy evidently has not been cleared for full practice. So um, Utah could be without its best receiver and its starting quarterback and its number two quarterback. So um, Florida, I think, is a little bit happy now, happier. But Florida did lose a starting defensive end uh, in, uh, in a scrimmage uh, in a non-contact. He tore his ACL. Um, so, how, how significant is that? Because I know they're pretty good defensively, Florida. How significant of a loss is that, the? That's it's it's a it's an important loss. They have a lot more depth than they had last year, but it's extremely unproven depth. Uh, and losing a guy like Boone, who's played a lot of football, um, that that that's a big deal. He's not an elite star player, but he is solid. He's good against the run. Has a little bit of a pass rush um, ability. So that that's. That's a uh, that's a big loss for a Florida team that should be a lot better on defense this year than it was last year. But again, you lose an experienced player like that uh, in, in summer camp. That's that's not a good thing because the guys behind him are, are not proven in, in any respect. They've actually moved uh, a guy who was likely to see more time at defensive tackle to 
two defensive end, Tyreek Zapp. Um, he came to Florida as a defensive end, gained about 30 pounds. They moved him inside, and now 30 pounds heavier is going to be playing end again. So Tyreek Zapp moves to end. You know, you, that's Tennessee's first significant uh, football game of the year, in my humble opinion, uh, with uh, what's what's in tap and. Tennessee's got issues themselves right now with uh, Cooper Mays and his injury. And yeah, Mays, that, Mays is, that, that's a bigger loss huge. Tennessee than Boone is to Florida. No doubt, you know, yeah. Even though Boone's good. I mean, off, uh, a veteran offensive lineman who's played a ton of football, Yes, you know, those are the kind of guys that your coaches go home at night and yeah, sort of like sob. Plus, he's a center. You know, John Adams made a great point. Yeah, that's even a bigger deal. Well, especially in this offense, because John Adams and then Matt Dixon, who's extremely observant, uh, unlike my present company today, Bino and Brian, nobody's going to accuse them of being observant. Bino, no offense. Bino, you're not. Are you offended by that, Bino? And they're really not going to accuse me of being observant. Anyway, are you offended, Bino, by my uh, observation there? What are we talking about? Interesting. So Matt Matt Dixon said yesterday that Mays, when he missed a couple years ago, the tempo of Tennessee's offense was noticeably slower. So they need him there. You know, he's a guy that's very, 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 very quick, and he's a second-generation uh, Tennessee player, and his brother played here, and his brother's in the NFL now, and uh, – yeah, so he's a guy that uh, is a, is low-key extremely important to this deal. You're telling me that Utah's backup quarterback, with uh, rising being up in the air, sustained a lacerated liver in practice? Practice. Are you kidding me? Defensive. Uh, I'm not sure it was a DB or a linebacker. So. Also interesting, with, with, with Mays out, that means Tennessee's best lineman now is Gerald Mincy who, of course, is a Florida transfer. So I'm sure that some of the Florida players uh, will be, hey, Jeremy, how's it going? I mean, hey, Gerald, how's it going? And That's right. Looking to knock his head off. That's and, right. And vice versa, obviously. And vice versa. And, and that's the nature of where we are right now. Uh, as we visit today, Mike Huguenin joins. Uh, his usual Friday visit with us, and we're blessed to have him. Bino, Jeff, jump in here as we look ahead to the upcoming season. A lacerated liver for a backup quarterback in practice when your front-line guys hurt. I just cannot get over that. Go ahead, Bino. Hey, Mike, I'm interested to know what, what kind of intrigues you going into the SEC season. Uh, I, I'll throw one out for me. I'm, I'm kind of interested to see the dynamic uh, between uh, Bobby Petrino and uh, Jimbo Fisher. Oh, yeah, no question. Um in a lot of respects, Bobby Petrino needs to save Jimbo's job. And because, you know, they're paying Jimbo obviously a ton of money. The buyout's gigantic. But I don't think a huge buyout's going to save Jimbo if they go five and seven. So the offense had grown stale. I think it was, forget which guy last year said he, he was watch, a TV guy on ESPN said, I was watching tape to prepare for Texas A&M. And I'm thinking, I saw this offense before in 2012 and 2013 when he was at Florida State and not much had, not much had changed. So obviously Petrino is changing a lot of things. Presumably Petrino will call the plays. 
but Fisher and Petrino both are, how do I put this in a kind way, um, they both have big egos, and yep. neither one really is shy about that. So it's going to be an interesting dynamic all season long. Um, and how good is is um, Connor Wigman? We're going we're gonna to find out. They, they lost their best offensive player. Uh, the line should be pretty good. The receiving core is relatively untested, though it does have some phenomenal ceiling for those guys. Defensively, they should be fine. So um, unless the offense makes big strides, uh, A&M's going to be a disappointment, but that, again, that's why he brought in Petrino. So that will be one of the cooler storylines to follow all season. And if if A&M stumbles at any time early on, um, that becomes even more interesting. Because, again, I it's hard for me to fathom that those, those they're not buddies. Let's get serious here. Man, yeah, maybe they can have a good working relationship, but any sign I think of negativity or or things going bad early, um, <laughs> that will be something that TMZ would want to get film of their coaches. Petrino's never played nice with anybody, and Jimbo Fisher is just a, uh, you know, it kind of speaks for itself the way he behaves at times, and. Uh, it, you know, it's what we love about this stuff. A friend of mine that fo- really follows the NBA, Kyle Blackburn, he said the funnest stuff isn't the the stuff that goes on on the court. It, it's all the drama around this deal. And that right there, Bino brought up a really good one because that has the potential to be a real soap opera. Oh, yeah. Exactly. As a year, as a, especially if they don't have success because one guy would be pointing the finger at the other. Yes. How long till he takes the play chart away from him? How long till Petrino accuses him of overriding him on a microphone and leaks that out to a, a reporter? Because that's what these guys do. They leak stuff to these yes. beat writers. Yes. It's going to be it's going to be fascinating storyline all season long. And you're, you're right. That's a good way to put it. It is going to be a soap opera. Is it a soap opera that, you know, that has a negative connotation in a lot of ways? I, I, and I, 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 this is not going to be a, you know, a situation comedy. This is going to be a dramatic soap opera. I'm also, obviously, the quarterback, the quarterback situation at Alabama. Yes. Georgia, the surrounding talent, obviously, is there. Um, I, I actually think that LSU can win the SEC West just because I think Jaden Daniels, is really good. He played really good football for the most part down the stretch last year. Um, their offensive line should be a lot better than it was last year. I think the only concern I would have about LSU is their running backs. Um, Georgia obviously is loaded. Is Carson Beth truly the guy? We'll find out what kind of season is Milton going to have at Tennessee. What kind of season is K.J. Jefferson going to have at Arkansas with a new coordinator? A lot of the, I think, frankly, the, the, the best storylines in the SEC this year by far are the quarterback slash offenses. Because we brought up A&M, Alabama's quarterback question, Georgia's quarterback question, Kentucky's, Tennessee's, Arkansas, Florida. Um, what kind of year is Spencer Rattler going to have? Is it going to be more like the beginning, you know, the first nine games last year where he was not even adequate? Or the last three or four where he actually looked like he was supposed to look so the, the quarterback situations and the offenses are going to be a fascinating study this year in the league 
Well, and for another offseason, Kentucky's getting a lot of run. You know, with their new quarterback and the fact that they're going to try and score more than 20 points a game and you know, all, all the hype around uh, all the hype around Kentucky. But you're right. The whole, and, and the quarterbacks are just so important. They're, we've, we've belabored and beaten into the ground the Milton thing here. But the truth is, if he can't play, if we if he can't play, this is going to be off or not here. If he can't play, and another the, the Auburn, you know, they, yesterday they named Peyton Thorn, and it, you know the starter, and you're like, who cares? Peyton Thorn was really good two years ago at Michigan State when they had a phenomenal running game. He was bad last year when they didn't have a running game. What kind of running game is Auburn going to have? We'll find out. Um, it, it's it's it really, and you know the Mississippi. And Mississippi State quarterback situations. You know, I, I'm a huge Will Rogers fan, but Mike Leach isn't there anymore. So what's going to happen? And you mentioned Kentucky with Devin Leary. I think Devin Leary is a really good quarterback. He also is a guy that does not have a strong arm. And he is coming off shoulder surgery that caused him to miss half of last season. So how healthy is he going to be? This is the third offensive coordinator in three seasons for Kentucky. But it's the same guy who was there in 2021. He went to the NFL in 2022, and now he's back, Liam Cohen. So, and Rat- Rattler's fascinating to me. Um, just I, we, We've talked about this before. He failed playing for Lincoln Riley, who has the most quarterback-friendly offense in the country. You lose your job under Lincoln Riley. How good are you? Kind of like Joe Milton a couple years ago. No offense. Uh, Bino, Jeff Henderson, jump in here. Uh, Blake Topmeyer, who we have on the show quite often, Mike, uh, uh, just to show you how up in the air quarterbacks are in this league, he ranked the quarterbacks in the league, um, and Joe Milton is top five. Uh, and and I, I, I like Joe, but, but based on his history – for him to be ranked in the top five, uh, it's really an uncertain year at that position in this league. Wow. Yes. I mean, I, I, outside of Jaden Daniels, who I really like at LSU, um, people forget he, he was a national top 100 recruit when he went to Arizona State, had a really good true freshman season, and then sort of stalled as a, as a sophomore and junior. But I would argue that was the Arizona State coaching staff's fault because that coaching staff was in turmoil. Last year, he got good coaching and played extremely well. But you look around, how, how really good is K.J. Jefferson, a returning starter at Arkansas? I, I'm not sure. Um, and a new coordinator there. But, you know, I, I can see from a physical standpoint, Joe Milton being top five. But the physical aspect has never been the problem for Joe Milton. So this is going, again, this is a fascinating season. Um, for quarterbacks and offenses in the SEC because you know the two best rosters are Georgia and Alabama and both have new quarterbacks and both have new offensive coordinators. So that adds another layer of intrigue. These are they, they brought in coordinators who don't know these quarterbacks really. They've known them for eight months. They didn't recruit them. They didn't get them to that school, but now they're in charge. So it, it's it's going to be yeah, a, you know, like the soap opera at Texas A&M. Heck, the, as the quarterback turns in the SEC, is going to be a season-long soap opera, I think, for everybody but LSU. Well, and, and, and what a luxury that is uh, for LSU. 
and it would be wonderful for like Tennessee or some of these other places if some of these quarterbacks uh, materialize and are able to go. My question for you is, who's going to win the job at Bama? It seems like the kid from Notre Dame, people are looking at him right now and going, why did you transfer there? You're not going to play. Right. I, and I assume that there's a familiarity with Tommy Reese, obviously. And I think it's always nice to have a, you know, this were the NFL, um, Buckner would be like the guy who, oh, he's been on the roster for five years as a clipboard carrier. He's a good mentor to the young guys. That right. Kind of thing. Right. But it's, it really is. And, you know, Carson Beck, the Florida kid, he's from Jacksonville, had a phenomenal junior season, did not play well as a high school senior. Um, and I I know people who saw him play in high school, and they're like, what's he going to Georgia for? He's never going to play. Wow. And now it looks like he's going to be the starter. So, it's yeah, it's, it's just sort of incredible in a way. And I, you know, surprised um, that Georgia – and Alabama didn't try to go out. I'm sure they maybe they did. I don't know how hard they went after a transfer quarterback, um, and maybe you know the, the supposed five million dollars to Drake May uh-huh. might have been one of those two teams. Uh-huh. But it, it's if you're Georgia and you're well, let's say if you're if you're Georgia, you've won back to back national titles. You have a absolutely loaded roster, but do you have a quarterback? You can win with, and I think at Georgia this year, it's like we don't need Carson Beck to be great. We need him to be adequate and not lose us games. We're not going to count on him to win us games. He just can't lose any games for us. And you look at their regular season schedule, and you're like, you know, something that shouldn't really be that hard to do. Don't lose games. But then comes the SEC title game, and presumably one or two playoff games. And at some point this season, it would appear. A, a, a Georgia quarterback, Carson Beck or whoever, is going to have to win a game, I think. Because hard for me to imagine you go through 15 games without your quarterback having to do something big at least once or twice. So that's fascinating to me about Georgia. And, again, yeah, a new offensive coordinator there, a new OC at Alabama. Um, I, I, that's, yeah, it's sort of – and you look, look at the Alabama quarterback lineage of recent star, star, star. Oh, huge question mark. It's, it's weird to me that it's uh, this much of a issue right now. Who, who do you think wins it? That's a good question. Um, I think Ty Simpson, the kid from uh, Martin, Tennessee, has the higher ceiling. But I think Milrow right now might have the higher floor, and Milrow is a really good runner, no question. Um, that's going to be fascinating to watch. Uh, I, I, I have zero idea. And then they open with Middle Tennessee, it doesn't matter. But then comes Texas, and you're going to have to have a quarterback, I think, that maybe can make one or two plays in that game. And uh, maybe that's Texas, hey. maybe that's Milrow. I don't know. It's a good question. Go ahead, Mike, uh, who in the top ten do you sell, and who is not ranked in the top ten deep that you think will be at season's end? Well, let me, you know, so let me, let me look at uh, the top ten. I didn't print that out. Let me look it up here. Top 25. Um, Let's start with Texas, uh, Hughie. You just mentioned them. Are you buying or selling Texas? Are they in the top 10? They're not, are they? Um, I- I'm buying Texas to win eight or nine. That's it. Um, I think one huge advantage for Texas is you look at the rest of the Big 12. Boy, there's a lot of teams with a lot of question marks. 
and Texas does have a good roster. Um, Quinn Ewers, from what I've been told, looks like he should look right now, and I think people forget he's missed his senior year of high school because he graduated early, and I think played in one or two games at Ohio State as a true freshman and did not throw a pass. So right now what I've been told is that Ewers is where he should be finally as a college player. Um, but I'm not I'm not buying them to finish in the top ten, no way. I, again, I think they're a 9-3-8-4 kind of team. They were picked 11th. I, that might be too high, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, I got I got the thing up now. Yeah. Penn, Penn, I, Penn State, if Drew Alar is as good as people say, they, they're a top ten team. Um, I, I'm a huge Washington fan. Um, Michael Penix, he, he led the nation in passing last year, has his top three receivers back. Two of them were thousand-yard rushers, and they have improved their running game. Uh, defensively, their secondary was, rancid last year. It's a little bit better. I think Washington can win the Pac-12. The problem is if, you know, Michael Penix, this will be a six-year college football. He's been healthy for one. So if he stays healthy, they're in great shape. If he gets hurt like he did every single season in Indiana, they're a 7-5 and five kind of team. But I'm still buying Washington. In fact, I would pick Washington to win the Pac-12. Um, the teams, I have, I have a, I, I'm not 100% sold on Florida State. Um, but that's, and I'm not 100% sold on Clemson either. Um, h- how good is Clubnick going to be? I think they made a huge, uh, upgrade by bringing in, um, Garrett Riley as the OC. I think he will spruce up the offense big time, but that's a team with zero proven receivers. Um, but I, I think the teeth that, so I think Florida State and Clemson ranked eighth. Eighth and ninth, uh, I'm not convinced either one's going to be in the top ten. Though I would say that they look to be by far the two best teams in that league. That league isn't very good, so presumably one of them, the, the winner of that league, will finish in the top ten. I think, but I'm not. If, if, if I can't see Florida State or Clemson as a potential playoff team, no way. So many incredible, amazing themes, and we haven't even touched on the fact that. Over there at Oklahoma, Brian unearthed the stat. Brian, share with Hughie post nineteen sixty five what the number is on Oklahoma. Um, this will this will blow his mind. Go ahead. They have thirty such seasons where they lost two games or less. Yeah, Alabama has thirty three in the same time span. We're talking about Alabama in the Saban era only has three more than them. Do you think that the Oklahoma fans understand the new reality that they're getting ready to walk into here? To an extent, yes. I mean, SEC, they know it's better than the Big 12. I also think, though, that Oklahoma, given its blue blood status, um, will be able to recruit even better than it has been recruiting because before they were trying to cajole kids, come play for Oklahoma. We're the best team in the Big 12. Yes, the Big 12 is not that good, but well, now you can say come play for Oklahoma. We're in the SEC now. Um, if you're as good as you think you are and as good as we think you are, you'll be helping us win SEC and national titles. So, yes, obviously it's going to be more difficult in the SEC, 
see, but I also think their recruiting is going to get better. And though I think the Oklahoma, Texas, and Texas A&M recruiting battles are going to be epic in the SEC because I think more kids are going to stay home in Texas now because they are they can play for one of those three teams and be in the SEC. And Oklahoma, Texas, and Texas A&M boosters have money to burn. To burn. So I and you know what they don't have? They don't have patience. NIL is, I, I, supposedly, they're, they're, they're kids transferring to Oklahoma for softball are getting like 50K and trucks. Seriously, that's what I've been told. So there's a lot of NIL money in Oklahoma, obviously a ton at Texas, obviously a ton at Texas A&M. I, I think that Oklahoma is going to benefit more in Texas for moving to the SEC. And they don't have patience there. How patient are they going to be with Venables? And, if Venables uh, goes 7-5 and five this year, there's going to be a hell of a lot of grumbling. A hell of a lot of grumbling. I think that he is a nice guy. He's saying all the right things. He was there under Stoops for a while, so he has a connection to the program. Stoops likes him. Um, you know, the offense is still going to be really good defensively i think that they're i talked to a guy who covered used to cover oklahoma um his point is they sort of gave venables a teeny bit of a pass last year because those were not defensive players he recruited so but he said that that the honeymoon's gone the defense better be locked down this year even though oklahoma hasn't been locked down defensively since I don't know what ten years ago. So there's a lot of pressure on Venables to, to get the defense fixed, and if he can't, there's going to be a ton of trepidation going into the SEC with a bad defense. And that the point was, if your defense gets shredded in the Big Twelve, it's going to get overrun in the SEC as well. So yeah, one wonders if he makes it into the league. In fact, one wonders how long Texas and Oklahoma take their current coaches because if you're right about texas and they say go eight and four seven to five nine and three whatever that number is that's kind of underwhelming for the expectations that fan base has and one has to wonder on both of those which one tries to reach out and grab her meyer first you know i don't i don't i don't yeah it's an, I, I'm, I'm sure i'm not sure meyer's going to coach again but you know the, the texas for all the Traditional Texas has won one national title since 1969. One, and the one of the famous things about that Texas team that won in 1969 that was the last all-white team to win the national title. So they've won once since, uh, and 1969 was almost 60 years ago. So you know the idea that oh, Texas is this traditional power. Um, well, they won it in 2007 with a once-in-a-lifetime quarterback, uh, played for it again a few years later, but they've been wandering in the wilderness sort of for the last decade. So there's a lot of pressure on Sarkeesian, too, on a different kind of level. Um, and, again, it, it, let's say Texas goes 8-4 and four this year. Um, man, I, I think their fan base is going to be like throwing up their hands and going, why, why can't we bring in the right coach? Go ahead, uh, Bino, Jeff, and then we will uh, bid adieu to our guy here. Mike, I saw I saw an article the other day on NIL collectives. I believe it's on Tony's blog, and had the top and the bottom. 
and Iowa State was down, as you would imagine, uh, in in the bottom group. And I know the bloom came off the rose a little bit, but uh, how how long until a guy like Matt Campbell, who's who's been real loyal, just says, you know, I, I need to go somewhere where I've got more support than here at Iowa State. Yeah, and, I, and heck, his quarterback was caught up in the gambling scandal up there. So, um, and you know, people, I think people, look, well, Matt Campbell never won a big a Big Twelve title. He's over. He's not overrated. Um, he gets really good players. They're well coached. Um, he and he's he has an extremely he's extremely well thought of in the coaching fraternity and also by NFL types. So that, that's an interesting question. And I think if you're if you're I you know let's get serious. If you're Iowa State, how can you not look at Oregon State and Washington State and wonder is that going to be our fate as well? Because if you know. It, the whole idea about oh they've been a big tw- you know they've been in the in that league since the the tw- whatever that league has been called since the 1920s or whatever who cares that doesn't mean anything anymore at all zero Iowa State brings nothing to the table Same. when it comes to football TV money so if I'm Matt Campbell you're right I'm thinking I love it here they've been great to me but I there's there's no long term viability here so. I and you know yes he has not won a Big Twelve title they were not very good last year but he is still considered an excellent coach and you're right he has been he has put a bunch of players in the NFL um, he has had some really good teams at Iowa State you know he he ain't winning at Georgia he ain't winning at Clemson he ain't winning at Texas it's much 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 harder to do what he has done at a school like that so it's almost like. You, you use Iowa State's lack of tradition against it. Well, he's never won a Big 12 title. Well, no one's won a Big 12 title there. So, you know, look look at what it was when he got there and look what it is now. Look at the players he's put in the NFL. Brock Purdy was his guy. He had a first-round draft pick at defensive end, Will McDonald. He, he's got a – they have players there. So I think that he needs to be – yeah, almost all consumed about I need to find my next job because I don't want to get stuck here when this when everything goes south on this program. I like that guy. I appreciate the fact he stuck around. And some close to him say that there's a job back in Ohio, high school job, that one day he says he would like to have uh, as his quote-unquote dream job um, because he can't believe uh, the way his career has taken off. He hasn't been a job jumper. Uh, and there's a lot to be said for that. There, there are very few, what I would call like honorable type yeah, folks in that field. Guy, he's right? an honorable guy. There are, there are very few coaches that you don't hear people take shots at occasionally. That's right. No one takes shots at Matt Campbell. Nobody. They might take shots at well, that team is not very good this year, but they're not taking shots at Campbell because Campbell knows what he's doing. Um, it's yeah, he is again. It's. Don't hold Iowa State's lack of facility and lack of support. I mean, that that's not a rich athletic program. No. They're hanging in there in the Big 12. I mean, One has to wonder, what would he do if given, like, a Texas opportunity? Right. But uh, on the way out, Hughie, give me a final thought. You've been incredible. No, the, 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 we are, like you guys said, seven, uh, eight days from the first Saturday of the season. There are seven games next week, next, wow. next Saturday that involve two FBS teams. 
and the fact that we have sort of survived the long nuclear winter um, and are only one week away from college football is a great thing. And, and one of the, I think, I'm not sure we talked about this before, one of the teams playing one of the games next week is UTEP Jacksonville State. And Jacksonville State is now an FBS team. And that, of course, Jacksonville State is coached by Rich Rodriguez. So that's Rich Rodriguez finally coaching a game in the state of Alabama. Not, not with the Tide, but with the Jacksonville State Gamecocks. And where is Jacksonville State, Brian Hartman, located? What city in Alabama for the Daily Double, Alex? Uh, they're the, are they the Gamecocks? And are they somewhere in northeastern Alabama? Like city close to Georgia, I, I city. city Jacksonville. Is there a Jacksonville, Alabama? Hughie, do you know? You know something? I'm embarrassed to admit. I don't know. No, do not know that answer. Hold on. <laughs> why are you embarrassed to? Bino, why would he? This guy knows everything about everything. Is he embarrassed I, to admit I something? Jacksonville, but maybe now that I'm thinking about it. Yep, Jacksonville, Alabama. Okay. Brian Hartman, I despise you. You're a clown. But you win the Daily Double. Uh, Alex never told anybody that. Maybe Ken Jennings annoyed him at the very end. Uh, thank you, Hugh. Good, great talking to you. Also, Jacksonville State plays South Carolina on November 4th. Gamecocks, Gamecocks. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, my friend. Great right, talking to you. Bino, he was embarrassed to admit something, to uh, not know something. I just, I just guessed because I figured Jacksonville, the name of this school, the name of the town maybe. Both of your clowns. And, Bino, you know, I was getting ready to make a point. We just had a 40-minute discussion with a guy, long form. That was a long form segment. And nobody brought up NIL. And who does it? Who brings up NIL? That would be me, Tony. And I want you to know I'm embarrassed by it. <laughs> Hour two after this. <laughs> This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. Alert, alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. Hello, it's me, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. July reminds me of red, white, and blue. If you were born in July, your birthstone is the ruby. King of the Precious Stones for its rarity, hardness, second only to diamonds. We have a beautiful collection from earrings to rings, modern and antique. If you were born in July, we'll take 10% off your purchase. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224.
In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Automobile Keys is a local, family-owned and operated car key programming business. Whether you need a smart key, switchblade key, key fob, transponder key, or just a basic car key replacement, we're your best choice for affordable, programmable replacement keys in minutes. Give us a call at 615-878-9087 or visit our website at automobilekeys.com. You can email us at cody at automobilekeys.com. Automobile Keys is a proud sponsor of Whitthorn Middle School football. Come by our van out front after the game and say hello. Go Tigers! I've got somebody very special on the line right now. Our favorite grocer, Mr. Miles Johnson from Foodland. Miles, how's everybody doing at Foodland today? Oh, we're doing great. How about yourself? Oh, I'm doing great. Beautiful weather out there. It's a good time to get out and cook some steaks, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so what kind of specials you got this week, Miles? Well, this week we have ground chuck for three fifty nine a pound, T-bone steak six ninety nine a pound, corn on the cob two ears for a dollar, twenty four pack Niagara water three for ten, and six pack Coca Cola products three for twelve dollars. Wow, fantastic! And those sales uh, run all the way through next Tuesday, so uh, people can come and check out. And uh, as always, your hours are seven days a week, seven a.m. to nine p.m. I'll tell you, you, it's very convenient, very easy to get in and out of that uh, location right there in West Seventh. And uh, and if there's something you people are looking for uh, and you can't find it, uh, go ahead and ask. They will take care of you for sure. So, Miles, I hope you and the great people there have a fantastic weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Okay. All righty, thank you. Thank you, Miles. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. TB back with you, 865-200-5402. We're now going to break, and we're going to get right back into our conversation here momentarily. But I want to share the time and share the platform with a gentleman whose family 
has been unfortunately uh, impacted in a deleterious way in Maui. And this is a guy named Drew Hashimura, who I've gotten to know through the magic of text. And he said, it's ironic. This is the first time we're going to talk. He lives in the Philadelphia area and um, works in recruitment for the University of Tennessee. Actually, I've got a niece that is a guidance counselor uh, in southeastern Pennsylvania, and he bumped into her a couple years ago and told her that he hears the show and all that stuff. And Drew's a real deal person who, Drew, you just got to be, you're from that spot uh, where this terrible tragedy happened a week and a half ago, these these pictures that are just this unreal video. Um, what's it been like for you, man, in the last 10 days as I welcome you in? Uh, thank you, Tony. I really appreciate you giving this platform to, to the people of Lahaina. Um, you know, it's been tough. It, it's It's been really tough. Uh, as I was just telling you a few minutes ago, it's not being there, not having the ability to be there for my aunt, for my cousins, you know, for my uncles, you know, that's been the hardest thing for me personally. But, you know, like you said, I live in the Philadelphia area and it's business as usual here. I can only imagine, you know, how tragic this is for the people that are actually there. You know, I get the real information, like the real inside from the, from the locals, what is called Kama'aina, right? And I'll tell you, it's just, it's going to be a long road to recovery, and so we really appreciate your prayers and your support. Well, my heart just breaks, heart just breaks. Uh, f- for those folks, and I, and I just, it's hard for me to look at that and comprehend just how devastating that must be. It, in, and Drew has penned a heartfelt um, note that I've got at the top of our blog at tclub.team, and I, I ran it yesterday. And he he tells the story of his family and how they came to Hawaii before it was a state, and they came from the Philippine Islands, they came from Japan. And he said that his father's side of the family has been in Lahaina for more than 100 years. And, and here's the thing about these about this stuff. When tragedy occurs like this and we see something and it's intangible to us, it makes it very frustrating because you say, what can I do to help? So what we've tried to do here is we've tried to uh, take our radio family and link them with an opportunity to jump right in with another family and just put our hands around these folks and say, hey, we love you. We got you. And, Drew, that's really, I mean, because they they lost basically everything, right? Now, thank God they survived. Many people didn't. But basically everything they have is gone. Is that right? That's correct. That's correct. And if you want me to go into some firsthand accounts about escaping this place. Yeah, do that, and how please. Do that. Yeah. I'll tell my aunt's story. You know, it's uh, I talk to my aunt for at least a couple hours every day now. She's staying on the other side of the island in a in a hotel. Um, you know, so 
the thing is, is the sirens, the sirens never went off. And one thing that you're seeing today in the news is the, uh, the person who oversees the Maui emergency response resigned, right, in controversy because they didn't use the sirens. That is what it's built for, for tsunamis and for wildfires and for these emergency situations. And so these people never knew what was actually coming, right? And so my aunt sitting there in the living room in the parlor, like yeah, my, my aunt's in almost retirement age. Uh, she's on disability. Uh, she had a tumor removed from her from her brain three years ago. So, um, so she's sitting there in Hawaii, right? It's hot, and and she says, you know, she says it's, it feels like it's, it's even hotter. So she goes outside, and she just sees the the black smoke billowing over the house, right? And and, and it just so happened that our next door neighbor, uh, Ursha, sees sees my aunt, and it's like we gotta go. And so my aunt grabs her dog, grabs her purse and some medicine and just jumps in the car and leaves. And, you know, there's videos out there of showing what they've gone, what they went through, right? The fire is on top of them, dead bodies in the road, right? Could you imagine just, you know, this is what you're going to deal with for the rest of your life now, right? And and so, you know, those are, those. that's the story is now dime a dozen, right? Everybody went through it. You've seen the people that jumped in the ocean, you know, to get away from the fires. You know, it's just, uh, it's crazy. It's crazy to think that every single thing that they all own is just completely gone from the mountain to the sea. Uh, you know, it's just, just gone, just gone. You know, you reached out to me and, and I said to you, I said to you, you didn't, I want folks to know this and I'm not shining light on me. I'm not, but I want people to know that Drew's not here for a handout. He's not. He was just sharing with me, you know, kind of like what they had gone through. And I said, hey, would you do me a favor and pen a note to this audience? And and all we can, all I can do is just put it out there for you. This is a way for you to tangibly help a family. How many folks, how many of your folks are there who have, who have been impacted? Just uh, can you elaborate on that? Well, I, I have a large family. Um so the uh, I have my aunts, I have a uh, an uncle, two uncles, um, and then they they all have kids, right? Um, so with the uh, with with my aunt with, that lived in the family home, right? That's the family home that my dad grew up in, and everybody, right? And, and I'm sorry, my, we didn't talk about my dad. My dad is deceased, um, but but the uh, but that's the house that they grew up in, right? The whole family, and and so that's gone. Uh, my cousin Sharon, her her whole. Her house is gone. Um, my uh, uh, cousin Gina, her apartment's gone. Um, I have a couple of family members that were just above the fire line, but you know, no electricity, uh, smoke damage, things like that. So everybody's displaced. They're all displaced on the other side of the island. So we just put it up there yesterday, up there. and I think you told me we 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 raised close to like a thousand bucks, as far as you can ascertain. What is what is the goal in terms of how much money are we trying to raise for these folks just to say, hey, you know, I love you, and um, what are we trying to do here? What are we trying to do here? Right, you know, I set a goal of 10000 I would love to be able to give at least 5000 to to my cousin Sharon for her family. Uh, you know, she has other support as well. But then, you know, with my aunt, I want to be able to give the, uh, the other half. So that's mm. the goal is to raise about 10,000, right? We're not looking for the moon. We're, we're, we're just, we're just looking just to be able to get by until, 
we can figure out what those next steps are, right? Um, you know, the FEMA's out there trying to uh, do assistance, but, you know, sometimes uh, it might take longer. Uh, so this money that, that people have been so generous in, in providing, uh, you know, it goes right into their Venmo accounts, right? So they can go to Costco, like they can mm. go to the store. You know, they, they got out of there with nothing, right, Tony? Nothing. Mm. So, like, so they're buying underwear, like just, you know, mm. uh, pants, jeans, you know, and then also trying to utilize any of the, the like the War Memorial in Wailuku. They, they, uh, they, they've set up a camp there so people can come and get some donations as well. But oh look, water and stuff like that, that all runs out, right? Like, so you have to be able to replenish. So this really is just going for the basic necessities, you know, to be able to help get them through. So, Drew, we're talking about basically stay alive money is how I'm going to term this. And, uh, and, and you know, one thing about our audience down through the years They've never, not like 90% of the time, not, it's not, the number's not 98. This audience has never let us down, Bino. Never down through the years. Never. No, and they never will, Tony. They never will. And Drew, my, my prayers and, and well wishes and just, uh, I'm just, praying for strength and comfort and provision for, for your people. You know, I really appreciate those words. Thank you so much, sir. So on the way out, a GoFundMe account's been set up. You can go over to tclub.team right at the top. It is the very first thing that was on the blog yesterday. It's the very first thing that's on the blog today. It'll be the very first thing that's on that blog on Monday. And let's raise this money for these people. Tell your friends, put it on a chat board you're on, wherever you are in social media, put it on Facebook, uh, share with them the uh, GoFundMe link. And the thing about Drew is Drew's got a heart for this Tennessee nation. Drew recruits um, the best and brightest for the University of Tennessee. He loves this place. It's in his heart and soul, and it would be a wonderful thing if he could look at his people and say, "Hey, look, the, these folks, these folks got your back." And uh, and I truly believe that this audience and and this fan base and the wonderful people that we are are going to have Drew's families back. I, I really believe that. Drew, anything else you would care to add here on the way out? And I really appreciate you joining us on this Friday and week and a half into this, your head's just got to be spinning still. So any final thoughts for us? I just want to thank you again, Tony. Uh, and I want to thank your audience for any assistance. And for those that have actually already donated, many have uh, reached out to me uh, privately and said, you know, that, that, you know, this is coming from, from your platform. So thank you. Thank you so much for your gener generosity. Um, please, please keep, everyone in Lahaina in your thoughts and prayers and you know it's you know I am a ball through and through and you know I would like to just say go balls thank you brother may God richly bless you and your family and please let them know that uh, we got their back man we've got their back here thank you so much Tony I appreciate your time all right once again that's true Hashimura and um you know I didn't know how to do that segment only just to do it. I don't. I don't know any other way to to do what we do here. Uh, I'm not trying to get melodramatic about it, but uh, 
man, what a wonderful thing that would be for their family if we load up that account and blow past that goal and those people will know, hey, there are some people uh, over there in East Tennessee that that love our nephew, love our cousin, and and have our and have our families back. I mean, to me, when these types of things happen, they seem so far away, and they seem so abstract. And now we just personalized it because, to him, I mean, this is just a totally devastating thing that's happened to his family. Yeah, well, you're you're never better on here, Tony, than you are in these times. And folks in this area, uh, we'll have perfect attendance at two things. We'll show up to fight. We'll show up to help. Yep. Amen to that. And and when my when my family asks me, you know, like back back where I'm from, they'll say, "You've been there so long." And the reason is we've been through so much together in my alleged brain but i've just seen this i've just seen this audience come through for so many people so and just these people it's not just this audience but just for so many people so many times and when i say never let me down i mean never let us down so if you go over to tclub.team you'll see um uh, Drew's deal, and, and we're going to go in there, Lauren and myself, later today and make a sizable donation to help those people out. And um, I just can't imagine your neighbor coming to get you and just being failed like that by your system, by your emergency system. But that's another story for another. I just can't imagine trying to wrap your brain around that. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. The number. We had such great conversation in that first hour, and Bino, you asked such a great question of Hughie, which is, "Give me some themes that you're looking for in the upcoming season." Let me elaborate on some of these because I was taking notes, as I do during the show. I take notes for two reasons. One. It helps me become a better listener. Secondly, I take notes because I'm going to use it in the blog, elaborate on some things. Themes to watch 2023. College football season, here, there, and everywhere. The here, the there, and the everywhere impact the season we're about to watch here, there, and everywhere. The dynamic between Petrino and Jimbo Fisher. Now, they will be here when, Brian? What what game on the schedule are they here? Middle. I believe they're here after the open date. After the first five games, there's an open date. Then they are up on the schedule. So on a 12-game schedule, they're here at midseason for them, midseason for us. Bino, do those guys have heat by midseason with each other? What do you think? You threw that out. Uh, yes, Tony. I think they've got heat by that time. Those are two horses ass people with tremendous Sounds like they've got heat now. Yeah, that's the whispers are they have heat now. There's no way. And, and that thing feels from the outset like a shotgun wedding, Bino. You don't think that you think that was Jimbo Fisher's idea to bring that dude in there? Uh I I don't think there's any way in this world Jimbo Fisher brings 
Bobby Petrino into his organization unless he's basically forced to do so. The second theme that we were discussing, and then I'm going to just throw these out, and if you want to jump in at 865-200-5402. And by the way, I didn't mean to curveball you with that serious conversation with Drew Hashimura, but I felt led to do that, so I hope you understand. The quarterback situation at Alabama, another question for you, Beanstar. By the time we see them, and you too, Bri, and the living listener, by the time we see them, do they have it worked out? Or is that another thing that drags into the Tennessee game? What do you think, Bri? I think they'll have that worked out. I trust Saban to find his quarterback more than I trust the Bobby Petrino, Jimbo Fisher relationship. What do you think, Beanstar? Uh, yes, I, I'm. I'm afraid they have that worked out by then. I don't. And I'm afraid it's Melrose, and he scares me to death. I agree with that. One thing that's true through time and eternity. These runaround quarterbacks, doesn't matter who the coach is here, doesn't matter the system we play, doesn't matter the offense we have, these runaround guys are always going to be successful against us. Let me give you a couple of examples. I love this hypo guy. But that kid from Alabama last year and the way he was running around single-handedly keeping them in the game was a freak show in Neyland Stadium. And the Richardson guy was right there with him. Moving along. I don't know that they're going to have that quarterback situation worked out by the time they get here. I, I, I suspect they might go with a two-headed monster for for some reason. Hughie asked, can Beck do it at Georgia? He said he's a Jacksonville kid, and he wasn't good as a high school senior. And people there were going, what are they doing taking him? Does that hearten you, Bino, or are they just so good it doesn't matter? Well, I, I don't care who they put in there. It's going to be a fall-off. Uh, from Bryce Young, uh, but I don't understand that one either, Tony. That's th- that has to be the coordinator uh, more than Saban. It does say that Saban's basically in the same position we were in two years ago when we didn't think we had a quarterback. I hope it doesn't work out as well for them as it did for us. Yeah. Well. As far as Georgia goes, if he's not the guy, then they'll have somebody else in there by the time they come to Tennessee. But that'd be a great sign, Bri. If he spins or slips, that's kind of what you're – you're cheering for disarray around you because there's a chance you could have some disarray at quarterback. Spurrier used to say, if you don't have have one, if you have two, you don't have one, whatever that old saying was. You know, somebody brought it up, but Joe Milton season's another theme. You know, by the time we get to Georgia, time we get to Georgia, is Joe Milton firmly entrenched as Tennessee starter? I, I believe minus injury that Joe Milton will be the starter the entire season. Devin Leary at Kentucky, another theme. Guy with not the strongest arm coming off an arm surgery. Liam Cohen is back uh, at OC after being with the Rams. Rising star, chased his fortune in the NFL. 
one year with uh, Cutie Pie out there in L.A. was enough for him. He's back for more. You buying or selling Bino, Devin Leary at Kentucky, or will this be another year where I will be able to use the phrase popcorn flatulence on the air to describe Kentucky football? If he's healthy, I'm going to buy Devin Leary, uh, Tony, and it's not so much Devin Leary as Liam Cohen. Uh, I, you know, I, I was really, really hard on on Will Levis. Still am, uh, but I really believe a lot of his fall off was more uh, Liam Cohen not being there. And I saw the note that Levis got dinged up in Titan camp. I'll remind the Titan fans, as I wish him well, you could still be watching Scariota, the quarterback. And I rue the day that Scariota, I was thinking about this coming back from playing music last night, listening to WIP in Philadelphia. If Scariota goes out there and starts a regular season football game for my Eagles, I will not watch it. He sucks. Scariota has no business. He reminds me of the, uh, the the song by Randy Newman back in the day. He just got no business. <laughs> Spencer. Garen Tonfro. Garen Tonfro. Matt thinks that was pretty good work by me being uh, back in the day referring to Scariota as Garen Tonfro. That was excellent work. It's fantastic. Another theme that Hughie came up with in hour one, Spencer Rattler. Was it live or was it Memorex at the end of the year what Spencer Rattler did? Live or Memorex, Beanstar? That's a really good question, Tony. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it was Memorex, but I understand people feeling differently. Uh, you know, maybe it was they just finally took the leash off of him. Um but uh, I, I'm going to say, it, I'm going to go by what we saw in, what, 20 games rather than what we saw in three or four games. I didn't know the old boy had it in him, Bino, did you? Is uh, Frederick Kitchen uh, still over there? Look it up, Brian. You have the internet. I have no idea. I know Will, I know Will <laughs> Enemy isn't. Let me ask some questions like that. I don't know where Freddie Kitchens is. I would imagine... The time that we're uh, doing this program, I would imagine he's at a buffet somewhere. He's somewhere wearing a great big old hat. I know that. A big old hat. I- I've been known to have. I think that I think the uh, Tennessee hat, the orange one that Tony Valls issued me, be now would fit Freddie Kitchens. They'd have to cut the back out of that and put underwear elasticated to fit Freddie. Well, no. Like Laura says, she said. I brought that hat home and put it on, and, and literally my head swims in it, right? She goes, Tony must think you're like a human oddity or something. Does he think you're a human oddity? Why would you ever give somebody a hat that size? I said, I don't know. He is the tight ends coach and run game coordinator for the North Carolina Tar Heels. My gosh, because you can't. Keep a good man. Down. By the way, did you see what the, uh, before we continue our theme here, did you see what the Eagles and Browns did last night in the NFL, Bino? Did you see the final score in that game? I don't know. It what died. time it was 5-2. It was 5-2 to two at one point. 
which is just for them. I mean, to people take, watch yeah. that stuff. Be, Brian, for them to take their fan base and charge them full price for that, and for those sheep to lap that up and just do it year after year is a disgrace. That's a disgrace. That's stealing money from people. That's a disgrace. Moving along. And they don't need that money, by the way. Those owners don't need that money. Those billionaire owners don't need to well, do that to their team buyers. They have cut down the number of exhibition games to like three, right? Well, Lottie freaking Dottie. They used to be four. Yeah. Lottie freaking Dottie. Extra regular season game. You know, I remember going to see, uh, when I was a kid in the late 70s, the uh, Eagles and Broncos. Man, preseason football was cool back then because the regulars played the games. Remember that, Bino? The regulars played the games. Yeah, absolutely. Like three quarters. It was like, why do you go out and watch your team play? This analytics era. (laughs) To quote the late great Iron Sheik, Iran, number one, analytics, Bama and Georgia both have new OCs and new QBs. Bino, is it going to work out at both places, or is it going to be mediocre? Bama and where, Tony D? Georgie. The Georgie asphalt. Uh, uh, yes, it'll it'll work out for those two. Wouldn't work out for anyone else, but it'll work out for those two. Can Penix, Penix, whatever that kid's name is, I always confuse Michael Penix and Harvey Penix. Those of you that are inclined, clap along. Uh, can he back it up this year? What do you think, Bino? Is Washington going to win that league the final year of the pack? Are they going to bring it down? Or is USC, appropriately enough, since they folded the league, are they going to bring the curtain down with the championship? Tony, Michael Penix has no idea of the trials ahead because I just selected him as my fantasy college <laughs> let me, So let me... USC is going to win that league. And uh, Michael's either going to have a, a real tough year or be in an ambulance. Bino, when he selects you for his fantasy, now, look, it's literally like going to a witch doctor. <laughs> down there, down there in Nolens. I mean, Bino might as well take a pen and just start sticking you <laughs> in every orifice of your body. No Poor offense. guy has no idea. Yeah, he has no no idea. So somebody needs to get word to him. Another theme. What will Texas do this season? All eyes on Texas. Hughie with a really interesting note on them. You know, they 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 keep this position of prominence somehow in our hearts, minds, and souls. But they've got one national championship since nineteen hundred and sixty nine in major college football. That was surprising to me when he said that. They're almost like a glorified Texas A&M, Bino. Yeah, I just don't. I, I, I have no belief in Texas. None. Next theme. And if you want to add a theme, 865-200-5402, or you want to go off the board, whatever. Garrett Riley, the OC at Clemson. What kind of impact will he have? Will Klubnik do it there? Bino, were you impressed with the Klubnik kid? Well, I certainly liked him better than I chart, but I, I don't uh, – impressed may be too strong a word. 
they're finally. I was done. impressed with his toughness because we beat him up. He's the only guy somehow we beat up this year with our pass rush. Well, we knew he couldn't play, right? So we just sold out on him. We knew he was a kid. That's what you do to kids. You speed them up. Hey, teams are going to do that to Joe Milton this year. Speed them up, man. Speed them up. Heat them up and speed them up. And you got to show you can do you got to show you can uh, cuz other teams are going to do that to that kid. Now they're going to have a different offense this year. Boy, they were really offensively challenged when we saw them. Those are like two ships passing in the night. Josh Heupel's way he wants to play. And <laughs> You know, Oklahoma, another theme. Honeymoon's over for Venables, Mike Huguenin said. Will he make it to his uh, second year of marriage? Third year of marriage there. I sure hope so, Tony, but I don't think so. I think this is Venables' last season. Uh, When they come into the SEC, they'll have a brand-new head football coach. (sighs) You say you hope so. Why? Well, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't believe that Josh Hopper will leave here to go to Oklahoma to play, to coach in the same league that he would have been in had he just stayed here. Um, but, you know, the draw of your alma mater is. Yeah, I don't want to find out. It's strong. People think we're like alarmist or whatever that is for, for when I say I don't want to find out. You don't know if you can leave. I'll tell you this, you never know. And around here, I'm always expecting the shoe to drop. I'm sorry. I've been conditioned to think that way. And as I like to say, I didn't do it. I'm actually more afraid that the NFL will take him away than another college. Uh, But, uh, you know, you have to to take into account uh, how strong the draw of your alma mater is. You know, he may still have hard feelings. There may still be too many bridges to cross uh, for him to go back to Oklahoma, but uh, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't want that temptation out there if we can avoid it. You know, speaking of teams, for all the hype, Oklahoma, Texas, they've won how many national championships? They've combined to win like what two in the last fifty years? Wow. Is that right? Is that right? Because that's the only time they've won it. I think that's the only time they've won it in the modern era. I think Oklahoma. No, I think Oklahoma won it under Barry Switzer a couple times, didn't they, Brian? Yeah, they did. They they won one in '85 against Penn State. But you're still going back almost 40 years. They won once. That's exactly right. Yeah, and it was Heifel who delivered that for them. You're. You got a good point. You got a good point, and it's got a good beat, and you can dance to it. Let's go back to the phones. For some reason, now 40 years ago doesn't seem that long. I know. I know. Back to our phones. We'll get the next call in. Hello and welcome. You're live on the Tony Basilio Show. Hi. How are my friends and compatriots doing today? What's up, Dub? Well, it's, it's very interesting uh, that we're talking about injuries and how impactful, I guess, they are on college football. And I'm kind of scared that we're turning into what the NFL goes through. And what I mean is when Beano and I were growing up and started following football, UT football, an injury was bad, but the the reserve, it, the reserves, as Dewey Warren called them, when they came in, 
it wasn't like that big of a drop off. And I think we're getting to an era like the NFL that if you lose a starter, it's a complete catastrophe. Nobody thinks about who the reserves are. Do, do y'all agree with that? Yeah, yeah, that's that's right, W. Lennon. You know, of course, we have to remember they. Uh, it's it is more like the NFL now because of the limited not not to that measure, but because of the limited scholarships. You know, when you and I started watching, everybody had about 150 football players on on campus, and you didn't you knew about 50 of them. You know, the other thing that's happened today: not only do you have limited scholarships, but NIL and the immediate transfer portal dictates that when you know that you're a reserve, you're going somewhere else. So you don't have the quality yeah, bench that, you that, once yeah, did. That, that, that's another thing that's changed the equation here. Yes, you become a free agent. That's right. Like and I don't blame kids. Hey, hey, W. Lynn, if I had to go through the rigors of college football, I would want to go somewhere where I can play. I know it. Yeah, the old days of staying and waiting your turn for a couple of years are past, past. I'm afraid. Yep. But, uh, Bino, let me ask you, this is off the subject a little. Did you go see all three of the New York-Atlanta games down there this past week? No, the only one I saw was Monday night's game, WLM. Okay, because I, I, I was thinking I, I hoped you weren't down there for all three. I, I never thought we'd sweep the Yankees. We just don't do that. You know, and uh, I don't. How do how do you feel about it, Bino? With where the Yankees are, uh, I think the Yankees are as far away from being a real solid baseball team as they've been in thirty years. He's looking for Jesse Barfield and Dave Winfield to walk back through that door. W. Lynn, that's how he feels. Well, I mean, the last time W. Lynn that they were under five hundred at this time of year um, yeah. was the year before they called Jeter up. Oh, are you kidding? Wow. Yeah. No. I, I didn't know that. And, see, wow. Tony, I look at Atlanta like what you just said. I'm just ready for the the old put the, plat, the platinum cup on. Or the oh, yeah. Fall off. You know, I'm always waiting for the ne- a disaster to happen. Boy, do they have a great team. My problem with the Braves is in postseason baseball, when you're that home run dependent, and they do mash – yeah, uh, that's a difficult thing to navigate when the pitching gets better and better in the postseason. But they are such an incredible. They're they are a regular season baseball machine. I had a couple family members try to tell me last week that the Phillies were going to catch them in the division. To which I replied, "What are you smoking? I mean, you got to be out of your mind to think that." Uh, Bino, let me pass this on to you, too. Tony and I talked about it earlier, that uh, if we have offensive line problems, could could Milton go back a couple of steps in the shotgun? I'm not talking about like as far back as a punter. But would that be feasible for him to take a couple, make him a little bit deeper where it takes that rusher a little bit longer to get to him? Snap at 50 yards to him. W. Lynn, thank you. Bino, what do you think? Snap at 50 because he can throw it 90 yards yeah, in the air, Bino. You know, W. Lynn, one of the things that I've, I've wondered about uh, about Heupel's offense mm-hmm. is 
I think we line our quarterback up as shallow behind the center as anyone does. I think that's right, because you know why? Uh, yeah, so go ahead. I doubt they're going to go that route, but right. uh, hey, I mean, it doesn't take much push to be right in our quarterback's face. No, but W. Lynn does bring a good point up. When you got a guy that has a howitzer like that and can get it out the way he gets it out, why not give that a shot back to the phones? Yeah. I mean, I'm open yeah, in. It's a, it's a yeah. reasonable thought. Hello and welcome in on the Friday edition. You're live on the air. How you doing? There he is. And hello, Bling High-level discourse anyway. How are you doing, Titansville? We're going to overcome I'm anyway. I'm doing fine. And how you doing, Brian? <sighs> Titans... Freaking William, what is up? Oh, not well. Six foot one and weighing two, and over two hundred pounds. <laughs> you're six. You're six one, Billy. Yeah, I believe. I think I'm six one. Wow. Hey, hey, Tony. I heard something very. I saw something very interesting, and um, that both press. Former President Bush and Condi Baby. If you want to know who Condi Baby is, Condoleezza Rice is lobbying to put Stanford and Cal in the ACC. That is correct. They're both involved in that. And why not? It makes them look like good guys and good girls. Bino, do you really think those two teams are going to end up in the ACC? Tony, I, I've quit trying to figure out what is impossible in college football. I mean, why would the <laughs> ACC? Why would the ACC do that? I mean, I wouldn't like somebody just because these two teams got left behind Tim LaHaye. Why would they do that? Tell somebody, tell me why they would do that. It makes zero. There's nothing in it for them, even if. I thought like, Bush was trying to get SMU in the ACC, not not Cal. Let's say those two teams, okay? Let's say those two teams, two two teams join that league for nothing. I still have to travel. I still have to travel to them for all my sports, even if they get in there with no share, which is what's being discussed. I still have to travel there. Why? Why would I do that? Tony, let's face it, buddy. This is not a geographic thing. Come on. It's money. Money. But there's no money in it. Nobody cares about those schools. I mean, I'm sorry. Stanford, you're an academic institution. Quit playing sports. No offense. And, of course, Condi, baby, is happens to be a Stanford alum. And they have this all-sports trophy they win. No, 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 no. I, I understand. No, no, no. I understand that. Then go win your all-sports trophy. You don't have to play college football in, in, a, in a big league. That's all. But, Bill, you've been out of outer space. Bill, are you surprised that Scariota has been horrendous in Philadelphia? Does that surprise you, Bill? I didn't watch the game, Tony. But I'm just glad that the Titans got rid of him. 
And uh, what you know, you were brought you brought up Will Levis. It looks yeah. like maybe looks like maybe uh, Malik Willis has that has that um, number two job in the bag. Perhaps by default. Yeah. Perhaps by default. Well, you know, insured or not insured, I still believe Willis would would be the number number two QB. You happen to be the man. Much love to you, brother. Thank you. Take care, buddy. Have a great weekend. 865-200-5402. The man is always on the cutting edge of what we're discussing. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hey, Tony. Yo, welcome in. This is Jay Griff. I had to follow the Titans real team today. Yep. Man, it's rough. Uh, I had a question for Bino. Um, yes, sir. Is Ca- does Cashman have one of those Calipari lifetime contracts, or does he have uh, naked pictures of the Steinbrenners? Well, ain't that the truth? That guy's got he some has- real naked pictures, Bino. He absolutely must have, because he's run more garbage in there than the mob. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm a big Braves fan. I have been since the late 80s, and uh, I've, I've never seen the Yankees come in and look that bad. I mean, they just – and he didn't, he didn't make any moves at the trade deadline, did he? Uh, no, no. Uh they they brought in a couple of relief pitchers, uh, basically off the scrap heap. Uh, you know the the only part of the Yankees team that's solid at all is their bullpen, and they can't get to them. You know, I give him credit for that. They got a bunch of injured starters, and they don't yeah. score any runs. A lot of a lot of now. Do you guys have young prospects to trade, Bino? Because a lot of times yeah, it's because you don't have. Wouldn't do it. I, well, good for I, him. What Yankees won't do that they need to do is they need to bring up Dominguez. They need to bring up Wells. They, All the they kids. need to bring up their young players, put them in there, and let them play. And who are we going to put? You're going to kick? You're going to take Stanton out of your lineup? Uh, I would take him out of the country. <laughs> <laughs> he is so bad. Oh. Bloated contract. He is such a just a typical modern day Yankee. Oh, it's so great. I'd rather have the tin man up there. Somebody needs to oil him up or something. <laughs> the Braves are so great to, to my caller. The Braves are but you guys are a regular season juggernaut. I the postseason would scare me if I'm a Brave fan. You're very home run dependent. That's a scary thing. Hey, I'll say this: the Braves have a have a big window here, because somehow they've talked all of their young prospects into signing contracts that are below what basically they should be making. Silly. Uh, mm-hmm. And they're they're locked up. You know, they're if if injuries don't get them, the Braves are going to be really really good through the remainder of this. Decade. I agree with that, Bino, easily. And think about the great young arms that we've seen this year just kind of emerge. Yeah. 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 It, uh, that's the only thing that worries me. Yeah. Cause, I mean, they're putting up numbers 
they were showing the other day that they're on pace to break some records that the 27 Yankees uh, did, which is just amazing. Oh, I mean, they got, this is, yeah. Uh, this is the first year. Uh, I, I mean, I've enjoyed watching every game. I mean, it's just been it's been incredible. But yeah, it does concern me in the playoffs. It kind of reminds me of the Vols, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, and you know they were hitting all those home runs, and then you got into uh, playing out there yep. in uh, that big ballpark. Great uh, analogy. But uh, but I got, you know I you got to feel like I did. With the '98 Yankees, I mean the '90. I just thought they were going to win every day, yep. and that's got to be the way that Braves fans feel right now. You're, you just roll out there. We're we're just going to win today. It's pretty fun. Yeah, you almost get mad when they lose, but you got to realize it. <laughs> it's baseball. But uh, yep. before I go, Tony, I wanted to put an ATB out for uh, uh, Joshy Boy. I really need him to call in and get his clipboard out on Bino. Uh, Oh, Joshy boy would not. Now, Joshy boy's not going to do that to Bino in his time. And he, Bino's pretty red high need up today. Bino's Bino's pretty tore up over his Yankees. I don't blame him because they dis, they were a disgrace to baseball this week. A disgrace to baseball in Atlanta. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the garbage man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. 
Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard, the same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg, we do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. The Kiwanis Club and Columbia Main Street are partnering to create the best event of the season, the annual Kiwanis Chili Cook-Off and the new Main Street event, Fall Fest on the Square. This will be held September 30th, 3 to 7 p.m., downtown Columbia. There will be music, food trucks, vendors, and entertainment by the renowned Journey Band, Majestic. For more information, visit the Kiwanis of Columbia Facebook page and click the Events tab or go to www.visitcolumbia.com. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. To the radio listener, we're going to leave you. I do want to thank you. I want to remind you uh, to go to tclub.team. Let's lift those folks up in Hawaii. That's a tangible family that we can do something for. Um Orange throat today, Rip Vandy Joe, because he wants you to buy pineapples. Which uh, you gotta appreciate, Orange Orange throat just going all in on Vandy Joe. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in Southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. 
Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Spring is here and we are ready. We carry a full line of steel, echo, and chindawa yard equipment. We also have a great selection of grass seed, fertilizer, and garden supplies. With the most knowledgeable sales staff in Southern Middle Tennessee, come check us out at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. 
I have got somebody very special on the line right now. Our favorite grocer, Mr. Miles Johnson from Foodland. Miles, how's everybody doing at Foodland today? Oh, we're doing great. How about yourself? Oh, I'm doing great. Beautiful weather out there. It's a good time to get out and cook some steaks, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so what kind of specials you got this week, Miles? Well, this week we have ground chuck for three fifty nine a pound, T-bone steak six ninety nine a pound, corn on the cob two ears for a dollar, twenty four pack Niagara water three for ten, and six pack Coca Cola products three for twelve dollars. Wow, fantastic! And those sales uh, run all the way through next Tuesday, so uh, people can come and check out. And uh, as always, your hours are seven days a week, seven a.m. to nine p.m. I'll tell you, you, it's very convenient, very easy to get in and out of that uh, location right there in West Seventh. And uh, and if there's something you people are looking for uh, and you can't find it, uh, go ahead and ask. They will take care of you for sure. So, Miles, I hope you and the great people there have a fantastic weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Okay. All righty, thank you. Thank you, Miles. Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.